Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I'm really excited to have with us in the studio, Sebastian Sol. And uh, first of all, I'm excited because he's from Germany, but he's here to talk to us today about trauma and how he experienced trauma because he had heart surgeries and also how that led him to a spiritual awakening, which I thought was extremely interesting as most of us who are listening have also been through spiritual awakenings. So I want to welcome you, Sebastian. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> okay. <laughs> to tell a little bit about myself. Um, because you already mentioned my heart surgeries, I think it's a good point to start there. I was born with a congenital heart defect and I had my first heart surgery when I was, yeah, basically when I was a baby and my second heart surgery when I was 13 years old, when I was a teenager. And for, you could say for the majority of my life, especially throughout my teenage years and throughout my early 20s, I was suffering from depression. I was suffering from anxiety, social anxiety. I was always afraid that people would judge me, that people would make fun of me. I would never go, for example, like other teenagers to the sea because I was always afraid to, yeah, to show myself, to show my scars, the scars that I had from my heart surgeries. And I always manifested negative events in my life until at some point I thankfully realized that we are the creators of our own reality and that everything that I experienced in the past was something that I personally created for myself. I talk about that a lot on this show, how what you focus on grows and how super important it is to keep your thoughts positive. But I know that it's really difficult to do sometimes. So how did you get over that? I mean, for me, it took a few rough awakenings, let's say it like this. I'm the kind of person I always learn when I bash my head against the wall enough times. I mean, that was me in the past, not anymore, thankfully. But in the past, that was me. So for me, I really had to reach the point where I was so physically sick and also emotionally sick of the things that I had done in the past that I thought to myself, okay, I surrender, I give up. And the moment that happened, then I started to have these awakening experiences. And if you want, I can also share one profound awakening experience. That would be awesome if you could share that with us. So the, the, the most profound experience that I had was when I was living in Bangkok. And at this time, I was all stressed out. I was stressed out because I was worried about money. I was stressed out because I just came out of a relationship that I destroyed with my behavior that was all based on the trauma that I experienced in the past. But of course, I wasn't aware of that. I just thought like, what's wrong with me? I even did some psychological self-analysis where I went like, oh my God, am I a psychopath? And I'm like, no, I can't be because I have empathy and I'm crying right now. I felt guilty and ashamed. So no, I'm not like that. What am I? What's going on? And I always thought that trauma is just something that you have when, for example, when your parents abused you as a child, which for me didn't happen. I have the most loving parents on earth. I have an extremely positive and good relationship with my parents. And I never thought about the fact that trauma 
can also manifest itself when as a baby, for example, you have these experiences with needles, with surgery and all this kind of stuff that manifests in your body as abuse. And I wasn't really aware of that. And there was this one night where I was so, so, yeah, you could say desperate and so angry and so frustrated after two weeks of not sleeping well and this night again, waking up at three o'clock in the night and just being completely exhausted that at some point, I, I still remember that I was on the 21st floor of my condo in Bangkok. And I just thought to myself, yeah, if I jump now, won't be bad. I mean, I wasn't really suicidal. I didn't want to do it, but I just thought to myself, I let go. And in this moment, when I let go, this extreme feeling of peace overcame me. It was really like, suddenly I felt peace, suddenly I felt love, which I hadn't felt, I think, in a very, very long time, if ever before. And that was for me the beginning. I still remember how I showed up the next day at work and I was completely blissed out. I was just peaceful. And that for me was the beginning of my journey. Really interesting story. And I know that <clears throat> probably a lot of people who are listening have experienced something similar. <clears throat> so do you think that that then was the start of your awakening? Yep, it was the start. It wasn't like some kind of magical awakening that suddenly everything was gone and I was free and I was happy and blissful. For me, it was a step-by-step -step process. But this was, I would say, the first major, yeah, you could say aha moment where I was like, oh, there is something out there. There is more to life than the physical world. There is something that was basically guiding me. And that was the beginning of it. And then there was another point that was just a couple of weeks later when again, I fell into the same trap of just working myself. You could say, yeah, not almost to death, to death but I was working myself to such an extent that I was sick in bed again. And I was again raging, like, oh, why is this happening to me? Because I still didn't fully understand that I created this, that I'm a deliberate creator. Or let's say at this point in my life, I was a random creator, but that I had the potential to become a deliberate creator. And what happened then was that for some reason, and I still don't know why, YouTube recommended an Abraham Hicks video for me. And I watched it. And for some reason, I continued to watch it. And back then, I was the kind of person who was like, uh, spirituality, uh, that's for losers, that's for weirdos. I was the most anti-spiritual person on earth, which is kind of ironic, because nowadays I'm extremely spiritual. But back then, I doubted everything. And for some reason, I just kept watching it, even though when I found out that Abraham Hicks is actually not the name of the woman, <laughs> I was like, well, what's going on? But it just, it spoke to me somehow. Like deep down, I knew, okay, there's truth in it. And I just continued to go down this rabbit hole. And at some point I said to myself, okay, I'm German. I'm very analytical. I believe in data. So let's put this to the test. And then I tested with different affirmations and manifestation processes. I tested if I was able to manifest more money. And eventually I was able to manifest more money. And I was like, holy beep, this actually works. You can't see me, but I'm smiling at the I'm German and analytical part. So I had to test it. That's so, <laughs> so very German. Um, that's great though. So you started with trying to manifest money and how, where did it go from there? From there, it basically went into all different directions for me. The first breakthrough that I had was when I actually manifested money 
and I manifested a higher income without, yeah, you could say without logic, you could say without logical proof of it because I have several online businesses and in these online businesses, the side views and the subscribers and all that kind of stuff, it didn't increase. There was no logical reason why I would earn more money, but I did. And I was like, huh, how is this possible? Because suddenly I had opportunities and people wanted to work with me and all this kind of stuff showed up that didn't happen in years. And then I was like, okay, how can I apply this in other areas of my life? And then I manifested health. For example, I was suffering for a long time with too much, yeah, I could say too much acid in my blood. I had to change my diet. I had gum disease and all these kind of things, which is now completely healed. And then I was like, okay, interesting. What can I do next? And I also manifested amazing people in my life. I manifested, yeah, you could say coincidences where I met people who then introduced me again to other people, which is also how my whole path of resolving my childhood trauma started. I met someone in the city I live in, which is actually also a funny story. I just moved, I just moved to this city and this country because of a dream. And in this city, I met someone who knew a psychologist who then helped me a lot also with my trauma. So it was all interconnected. That's incredible. I've told my audience before that, you know, most people, when they think about manifesting, they simply think about manifesting money. But you can manifest so many things, like you said, meeting people on your path who can help you. So you were, you manifested meeting this psychologist and you were telling me earlier that he was helping you with your trauma. What was that like? Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. It was um, like I met this friend in the city I live in and she introduced me to the psychologist. And the psychologist then helped me to, yeah, it was not really so much talking therapy, not like the typical therapy. It was more like with exercises. A lot of different exercises that I did um, also, one extremely powerful technique, uh, which I think helped me a lot, is tapping, uh, emotional freedom technique, even though I personally thought at the beginning, like, huh, how can that be effective? I'm just tapping somewhere on my body. What? The, that doesn't make any sense. But again, I was open to it. And I then had again, during this therapy, an awakening experience where I just had this incredible thought of everything is good i am myself i'm no longer this past self i still don't really know where it came from it wasn't directly in therapy that it happened it was just basically while i was stepping out of the shower which is quite of ironic and then i yeah i just realized okay i'm myself now i'm no longer this old self i can start to establish myself new i can create myself new that was the first time when i had this feeling of pure power of yes, I can design my own life. I'm no longer trapped in the emotions in my past, but I can say I, from this moment on, a little bit like in the video game, I can create this Sebastian version that I want to be. No longer desperate, I no longer want to suffer, I no longer want to blame others, I no longer want to feel needy and helpless. That's the old self. How can I now create my new self? And one of the things that helped me was 
a simple exercise that I always called myself out. I don't know if I can curse here on my own bull beep. Let's <laughs> say it like this. <laughs> I just called myself out on my own behavior. And I said, okay, whenever I feel needy, whenever I feel desperate, whenever I go back to this victim mindset that I learned through my tra trauma all these years, whenever that happens, I will call myself out on it. And I will replace this emotion with a more positive emotion. And in the beginning, this feels really, really weird because you say like, yeah, but I, I am this, this is me. But then you realize that it's not really you. It's just your ego that's been conditioned all your life. And the more I did that every day, every day, every day, continuing, continuing to call myself out on it, the more I adapted these new beliefs. Of course, I did also other exercises, but that was basically the main idea. Again, this doesn't really sound like a spiritual exercise. It's more a little bit like a typical German analytical one. Like whenever the thought comes up, okay, I do this, but it worked really, really well. <laughs> well, and I think that that is exactly what you have to do in order to retrain your brain is to be present in the moment and when you catch those thoughts stopping them immediately and doing something with it i love that you have like a backup plan like when this thought comes into my head i'm going to replace it by doing this and that's really the best way to stop that negative thinking um what what advice could you give someone who finds themselves in that negative mindset? If you're trapped in this negative mindset, and I know that from my own experience, because I was depressed and I was suffering from all this self-doubt and especially self-hate for all these years. And I think the simplest thing that you can start with is to first, like I said, recognize that you have these thoughts. Don't judge yourself for it. Say to yourself, okay, I've learned this all my life. Now it's time for a new life. Don't go, oh no, I'm feeling this negative thought. What can I do? Because this is something, this is a trap that a lot of spiritual people fall into because they believe, which to some extent is correct, that you have to raise your vibration to manifest your dreams. But then whenever you have a negative emotion, they go in the completely opposite direction and make themselves feel even more negative because they say, oh, I can't feel this emotion. Oh, what's happening? I will manifest all kinds of terrible things in my life. Instead, accept, okay, I have this emotion right now. What can I do to feel differently? And it can be so many things. You can, for example, just watch a three-minute comedy clip when you feel down. This can already help you. Or you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I'm safe, everything is going to be okay. Or you can just meditate for a couple of minutes and quiet your mind or just smile for a couple of seconds. There are so many things that you can do because your physiology can also influence your emotional state. It's not just that your emotional state influences your physiology. It also works the other way around. The problem is that most people don't do it. They know at some point what to do, but the ego always says, no, come on, you've, you've been this person for so long, relax, you don't have to do anything. And if you're depressed, oh, other people will show sympathy for you. That's great. You will get validated. That's what your ego tells you. But then you have to, yeah, you need the inner strength to say, no, I want to create this new person. And one thing that I also did was I wrote down who I want to be. It was a mixture of affirmations and a story. I created a story of the Sebastian that I wanted to be. And now I am this person. 
Like I wanted to be kind. I wanted to be compassionate. I wanted to be self-confident. I wanted to love myself, accept myself. And I still remember how I wrote that down, that story. And I looked at it over and over again. At some point I even recorded it so that I can listen to it in my own voice. And then eventually I became that person. I love that idea. I have talked to my audience before about writing down what they want their life to look like, but I love the fact that you recorded that and that you listened to it. I think that so many of us, we skip that part where we go back and look at things again and really study it and say, okay, am I doing things that are aligning with what I said I want to be? Or am I just spinning out of control again? Am I not really paying attention to that? And I think if they recorded it, they could listen to it. You could have it on your phone and you could listen to it every day. I love that idea. Yeah, it's all about the practice. That's why I always say I'm not a spiritual guru. I'm a spiritual practitioner. <laughs> it's all about practice. Like the, there are so many things that you can do. And um, I also teach my coaching clients these things. But in the end, it's up to them if they do them or if they don't do them. And of course, it's the same with meditating each day. When you tell yourself, hey, I just want to meditate every day for 10 minutes. Let's say this as an example. And there was a time when I wasn't able to do that because after five minutes, my brain went in complete monkey mode and I was just out of it. Nowadays, I'm meditating between one and two hours every day because I enjoy it so much and because I have such a blissful experience doing it. But I also started very, very, yeah, you could say I started small. I started with meditating five minutes. Once I was able to do that, meditating 10 minutes. But I did it consistently every single day. It's all about doing it consistently. If you do it once, let's say, for example, if you don't really like yourself, you don't accept yourself, and you do one day, for example, you look in the mirror and you say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. When you look at your reflection, that's something that I, for example, love to do. Instead of saying, I love myself, I just look at my reflection in the mirror and I say I love you for me that has somehow more emotional impact I don't know why but you can experiment with that if you want but if you just do it once you can't reprogram your subconscious mind that fast I mean think about it if you've lived in this survival mode in this depression mode for years and years and years you can't just expect overnight that bing everything is solved it takes some time you're absolutely right that's why when we talk about when a negative thought comes up, you have to replace it with at least five to seven positive thoughts because the brain naturally tends to focus on the negative. So if we're wanting to make new neural connections and retrain the brain, you've got to have much, much more practice at doing positive things. Exactly. Like it's a little bit it's, it's a little bit comparable with my diet change. Instead of eating unhealthy stuff 80% of the time and 20% healthy, I switched it now. <laughs> and the same is true basically for, yeah, for everyone who wants to improve their mood, improve, improve their life. The problem is just, especially when it comes to depression, and I know that for myself, that we live in a society where when you say, oh, I'm depressed, and somebody asks you, why are you depressed? Oh, I don't know oh, okay, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, what can I do to make you feel better? We get validated for being depressed. But when you say, I'm happy, why are you happy? Oh, there's no reason why I'm happy, I'm just happy. Then people say, oh, you're crazy. Are you on drugs? What's wrong with you? And I think that's a big, big problem that we also live in a society that glorifies these negative emotional states. I 
I will agree with you. Um, and I think that I don't know about in Germany and where you're living now, but in the United States, mental health is just, we're still so far behind on that issue and it's still very taboo and people are embarrassed to talk about their mental health. And I think that that's a shame because I think there are a lot of natural ways we could help people not be depressed, not be anxious, uh, but no one wants to admit, hey, I have a problem. Hey, I'm not feeling well. There's such a stigma here attached to it. I don't know if it's the same where you are. Mm, I mean, I think also from when I when I know it from Germany, I mean, in Germany, everybody wants to be stereotype again, <laughs> efficient and wants to be analytical and all these kind of things. And when you then say, especially as a guy, I think for women, it's more, let's say, more socially accepted and more common to open up and to talk about your emotions. Because, I mean, I know it from my female friends. They often tell me that they talk with their friends about their emotions. As guys, it's usually, how are you? I'm good. That's it. We are afraid to talk about that. And of course, it's also both true for men and women that when you are in a position where you expect it to function, for example, when you're in a high paying job, in a career where you need to present yourself in a certain way and you need to have this mask, this facade of I am perfect, I am confident, I am great, everything's awesome, I don't want to show any weakness. And this, like you just said, is a big, big problem. Because when you think that showing weakness is actually weakness, then you're wrong. Because when you show your weakness, this is strength. Because you are one of the few people who actually have the courage to show their weakness. That's how I see it nowadays. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that it takes a lot of strength to open up and say, I need help or I know that my mental state isn't where it should be. I think that's so courageous and we need more people to step up and to do that. Um, what advice could you give to someone who is maybe feeling depressed or feeling a lot of anxiety? What, what could you tell them to maybe help them? Mm, I mean, the first step would be really to realize that your emotional state is not you. I think that's the most important realization. You are not your depression. You are not your anxiety. You are not this person. Unfortunately, we define ourselves with our sickness. And that's the big, big problem. I mean, for example, I always defined myself as somebody with a weak immune system because of my heart surgery. And I now manifested all kinds of disease. And in the same way, if you define yourself as somebody who has a chemical imbalance or somebody who's just depressed all the time, you will reaffirm that and the law of attraction will give you more of it. So it's really about taking responsibility and saying, okay, I have this condition right now. It's not me. It's not who I am. It's not my inner being. It's just a condition. And every condition can be turned into something else. Every condition can be solved. Every problem can be solved. So then start from there. And then basically do these exercises that I already shared. And you also, another thing that's also good, if you want to do it, it depends on the person, talk about it with somebody, but talk about it in the sense of, I want to improve myself. This is where I am right now. And that's who I want to become. Because otherwise you're falling in the trap that I also fell into and that a lot of other people also fall into, which I just mentioned, 
this idea that our society also glorifies this victim mentality a little bit. So that when you then go to people, oh, I'm really depressed, they just say, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Instead of helping you to get out of it. Because what that does is that you get validated again for being in this negative state because these people show compassion. And then you become even more depressed because you get more attention from it, even though you might not be consciously aware of it. But your subconscious mind does that again to reaffirm this, yeah, this belief and this state. So that's why when you're talking to somebody, talk to somebody who actually wants to get you out of that state and not somebody who, re who reaffirms, uh, sorry, who reaffirms that you should stay in that state. I love that you said that you need to talk about it, not as if you want pity, but looking for guidance, looking for help. I talk about to my audience members when they do journaling, for example, because I think journaling is such an amazing tool to also help us understand what's happening in certain situations. I always say, write it as if you are a third party observer. So as if it's not actually happening to you, but like someone you know it's happening to, and that takes your own emotions out of it too. So you can see more clearly, why is this happening? That's also a good idea. Yeah, I've never thought about that. <laughs> I always did the journaling in the first person, but I also imagined like being this future person. But it's also good how you say it when you actually say, okay, without the emotional attachment, create this new person, this new human being. I think it's a very interesting way. Sometimes we get too emotionally involved and we can't really see what's happening or what's going on because we look at it when we're in our emotions, we're so, it's in the same way that your brain cannot think and reason logically if you're in that very emotional state and that fight or flight mode. It's kind of the same way. We can't come up with solutions when we're too emotional. So I think it's a great way to really take yourself out of it and say, if this was happening to my friend, what would I tell this person to do? That's a good point. Yeah, it's true. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been such an interesting conversation. I know that you work with people and you have a podcast. So if people wanted to follow you or to work with you, how could they do that? Mm, the easiest way to find me is to look up my podcast. It's the Affirmation to Manifestation podcast. It's a podcast where I publish daily episodes about everything related to law of attraction, manifestation, how to yeah, how to basically continue your path towards enlightenment, how to deal with your own awakening experiences and how to just, yeah, how to just find guidance on the spiritual path. And there I also offer Skype coaching. If your audience wants, if somebody wants to check out my website, it's affirmationtomanifestation.com. And there you can also find Skype, my Skype coaching page where you can inquire for a Skype coaching session with me. In my Skype coaching sessions, I help people with all kinds of different things. Also, these topics that we just talked about with trauma, with how they can feel better, how they can raise their vibration, how they can basically de-stuck themselves out of their negative emotions. That might not be grammatically correct, but the idea that you're no longer stuck, stuck in these negative patterns and that you can then raise to a vibration where you can manifest the things that you want in your life. And I also do a lot of Skype coachings about manifestation. 
different manifestation processes and I help my coaching clients to manifest what they want. That sounds amazing. And uh, I would love to have you back on sometime to talk about more about manifesting. I think that that's a topic a lot of people are really interested in, especially right now. I would be happy to come back. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. All of Sebastian's information will be in the description to this podcast. So you can simply go to the show notes and there will be clickable links that will take you directly to his podcast and to his website if you're interested in working with him. Uh, I again want to thank you so much for being here today. Is there any parting or are there any parting words of wisdom that you could give our audience today? My last word of wisdom <laughs> would be to just start this process. Like no matter what you're struggling with right now, no matter at what stage you are, make the first step because the first step is always the most difficult one. And the more you do it then, like I said, on a continuous basis, the easier it will get. And sooner, and the sooner than you actually can, can imagine, you will be a new person. You will be the person that you truly want to be. Thank you for those words of wisdom. I want to thank you again for being here with us, or I should say, Danke schön. Bitte schön, it was a pleasure. All right, guys, and I want to thank you for being here with us today as well. As always, it is such a pleasure to be here and to do this podcast. If you would like to subscribe to this podcast, please do. Also, leave a review from wherever you're listening. If you leave me some stars on iTunes and share it with others, that helps me so much. And I want to thank you so much to those of you who've already done that. If you would like to follow me on social media, I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. And if you show up for the live, I will also pick a card for you personally. I also post videos to IGTV on Instagram, so follow that. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will find all of the services I offer. You can purchase a session directly from my website. And when you're ready to book, simply uh, message me and we will schedule it. Thank you so much for being here today. I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope that you will have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.